The following program is brought to you by the 511 Media Group. This program is available on iTunes, Spotify, the 511 Media Group YouTube channel, and 511mediagroup.com. Welcome back to Play It Loud. I'm Rich. I'm still Bree. <laughs> we are here today to talk about Hailstorm and Volbeat. Uh, we have a review of the concert that we went to in Gary, Gary Indiana mm-hmm. at the Hard Rock uh, Casino in Gary, Indiana. So uh, first thing is, we weren't originally going to go to the concert. Hmm? Well, we weren't originally going to go, and then... We actually ended up getting tickets. You I thought think? it was more so we didn't know about it. And then when we found out it was the pre-sale that day, because it was like a, I don't know, it was like a Friday or something. And we had like a pre-sale or something. Well, we, we had debated back and forth whether we're going to go. I thought that was, was, that was the theory well, show at the Hard Rock. No, we were like, well, there's going to be two concerts back to back. Basically, we were going to. There was going to be a couple of concerts, and if we went to that one, we couldn't go to another. Anyway, um, when did we buy these tickets? During a funeral. <laughs> During a funeral, yes. So we were at a memorial service, and we're out at the gravesite, and we're trying to get these tickets because they go on sale. She's that, not. Okay, for reference, she was cremated, so it's not like the grave is being lowered into the I, ground. I understand that, but <laughs> so, so you're hiding as, behind like whatever the it's a it's not a mausoleum, but wherever they have the ashes, they keep these in a in a stone. It's kind of like a mausoleum, but for yeah. people who have been cremated, and you're kind of behind. I think you were behind a tombstone. I think you were behind I that. Was behind but, a tombstone. Yeah, you were behind a tombstone, trying to get wife, trying to get connectivity to get the tickets and you weren't able to do it. We finally had to do it as I got back in the car. Um, but that was kind of a, a, a an auspicious start to, to go into this, to this, uh, to this event. Cause we, neither of us had seen Hailstorm or before Volbeat. or Volbeat and Hailstorm was opening for Volbeat and you had been to Gary, Indiana yes, before previously for, I think it was the third leg of the Trinity of Terror tour. Okay. So you had been there. You knew what to expect. I did not. Um, that venue's about hour and a half, yeah. hour and 40 minutes and or so, from uh, from where we are. And so not terrible, not, not awful. The um, drive home was quicker actually. Yeah. So, um, a few things happened actually before we even got into the venue. So, um, we were kind of running a late that day. We were, the, we thought the doors opened at five thirty, but they opened at six the show was at seven. Um, we got there at like, gosh, ten to six, quarter to six, maybe. So we walk in the Hard Rock Cafe. Uh, Hard Rock Cafe. We walk in the Hard Rock Casino, and there's m- multiple entrances. Uh, the the Hard Rock Live is where we actually saw the venue, and so we went into that, the closest door into that venue, and we walk in, and there's a security lady. And you get carded. Aggressively, yeah. <laughs> She's like, put it down on the table. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> so so you get carded. And then we go, which way do we go? And they, they point to their right, our left. And so we just start walking. And we're walking along this corridor. And another security guard tells us, go over here. And so we go over there. 
and we're up against this restaurant and we see a bunch of ropes. Um, and so we just get in line. Didn't think anything of it. Right. And so you went to the bathroom. I went to the bathroom, stood in line for each other. <clears throat> we thought, Oh, this line isn't that bad. Well, we kind of lucked out. But when you go to the bathroom, you see that the entire casino is one long ass line. And so I came back after going to the bathroom and I'm like, there's a huge fucking line over there. And we turned around and asked the people behind us. No, you turn around and ask the question like a big dummy. I said, if you cut a line, you don't point out the fact that you cut a line. Well, <laughs> and I you pointed out that you cut in line. I said, I can't believe there's this huge line there. I think we cut a line. And I was talking to the people behind us, and they drove all the way from southern Indiana. I think they said they had a three-and-a-half-hour drive. From where he lived. She from, had like a Right. They met drive. in like Indianapolis yeah. or something like that. So um, they met, drove up, and they had been there in line already for 45 minutes. So we cut a line. We didn't know we did it. We were just following the directions of the security guards. But what we should have done when we got there is walk to the other side of the casino and get in line because people had been in line clearly for a long time. So we were one of the first 100 people in the venue, yep. probably, maybe the first 75 people in the venue. And uh, we went to the merch line first, right? And did you end up, what did you end up getting? A Volbeat shirt. As did I. I got the Temple of Akur. Um, Yakur. Yakur. Uh, With Anubis Shirt, and you got which one? Um, I don't know. It has like a, I think it's one of their album covers. I could be wrong, but um, it has like a skull. He looks kind of like a paper boy with a cigar or something in his mouth. I don't know. My only complaint about the merch line is that the Hailstorm merchandise was... Booty. Kind of weak, actually. <laughs> it was kind of booty cheeks, to be it, honest. I mean, you go online and there was a there was a bunch of yep. merchandise that was way better than what they had at the concert. So I was a little disappointed. No, about they had that. really cool merch online. I'm kind of sad I didn't get any from like what they did have, but it, it was, was okay. a summer. I mean, it was, it was okay. a summer. Was okay. They were they were of support. You know, I didn't expect a lot of merch, but I was expecting I think a little more than what they had. Yeah. I just, I don't really like the Hurricane logo. Um, it's not my favorite of theirs. So I just didn't feel like buying merch. The one that merch. was behind them for the entire concert. Yeah. yeah the one it's that lit up as LED logo. and changed yeah. colors. That one. Yeah. It's like, it's all right. But like, they didn't do anything fun with it. It was just Hailstorm with the Hurricane logo in the middle of it. It just, it was boring. Yeah. And I'm not going to buy merch just to buy merch to support a band if it's not even like they put any super much effort into it it was it just seemed like it was a last minute thought because mm. it was a summer tour shirt like they did have that on there but i just didn't feel like it was worth spending the money on so we get into the venue there's not a lot of people in there we have our choice of where we want to stand we could have gotten closer to the stage but instead we stood on the right hand side by the guardrail because i was still as people have heard from previous um podcasts i was still nursing a 
a, a back injury. So I had to have something to stand on. Now, that has since gone away. That is since I've recovered from that. That's fine. But I still had to be able to stand up against something. And one of the officers from Gary, Indiana, came over, and we started talking to him. Do you remember his name? Mm-mm. Okay. Simon? No. Uh, I don't either. But really nice guy. Um, we started talking to him for a good 10 minutes or so. And he's like, hey, if you need a chair during the whole process, just flag me down. I'll get you a chair. I was like, perfect. Um, so that was good. Um, there was a lot of crazy fans there, though. For Hailstorm, it wasn't as crowded. But once Volbeat came on, everybody kind of packed in. And it was it was pretty crowded. But let's go through Hailstorm. We had we neither one of us had seen them previous to this. Um, I've contested that in today's era, today's rock and roll, Amy Lee is number one as far as female artists. Um, Lizzie Hale is number two. After seeing her perform live, I think it's probably one A and one B. It's still she's still number two, but I think it's just so because Lizzie's close. more seasoned now, I think she would be probably top for me. Her voice live is every bit as strong as it is when you hear it recorded. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. And that was the third night in a row of shows that she was doing, and it sounded amazing. And so, you know, she's got that growly rock and roll she's raspy. voice, raspy, and she can belt it out, and she can harmonize, and she can sing, and she can carry a note, and all of those things. And I've seen Amy Lee live, and I've seen Lizzie Hale live. There's not a lot of, there's not a lot of separation between the two. And I would say that I have to keep Amy Lee number one simply because she did it for a long time, and she paved paved the way for a new rock and roll generation like a Lacey Sturm or a, uh, a Dorothy or a Lizzie Hale. But if I had to pick one to sing a rock and roll song, not something off a piano and not something with melodies and harmonies and so forth, but if I just needed a strong, just rock and roll song, I would have to pick Lizzie Hale. Do you agree? Probably. I mean, I like Amy Lee. I think she's just more vocal. Like, she's more... She has more range in her voice as far as, like, she could do more acapella stuff. Like, she's rock, but I don't know if she sounds like modern-day rock. Like, she's definitely early 2000s rock. Does that make sense? It does. Like, she definitely fit the genre of her time like her I think prime. Evanescence though is a is a lot different than Hailstorm. Hailstorm is in your face rock and roll punch you in the face. Yes. Evanescence Evanescence takes you it's and it's more dramatic it's I feel. Dramatic rock. It's not I was going to say anthem but that's not even it. It's it's it they take you they they can go soft, they can go loud, they can go highs, they can go lows. They take you through this kind of this roller coaster of a song where Hailstorm is just high energy every song all the time. Um, she started out with I Miss the Misery, mm-hmm. which I thought was a great opening song. Um, she care, I mean, she did it. She did it. Ama- I mean, it was amazing. She came out and was just spot on. Um, 
And after that first song, I was like, holy shit, she's fucking amazing. This is going to be a good show. And I was really looking forward to going to this event, mainly for Hailstorm. I was curious about Volbeat because I had never seen Volbeat before. Um, been listening to them for a few years off and on. <laughs> I didn't realize how old they actually were. And yeah, they've been doing it for 20 plus years. The fan base definitely shows. And there's a lot of fans. They have a ton of fans. Um, and so, you know, when we got there and, and Hailstorm was first on there, I was like, this is... This is gonna be this is gonna be really good after the first song. Um, what was your initial impression after you first saw them come on? I don't know. I was just excited. I liked I liked their set list. Um, obviously, there's songs in there that I wish they played, but it as an opener for a show, I can't really complain for them playing new and hot for them. So yeah, they did. I missed the misery, and then love bites parenthetically so do i uh i get off wicked ways freak like me a familiar taste of poison takes my life then there was a drum solo um drums. she did a didn't she do a solo before that at some point she did um she sang like a melody um by herself while everybody kind of cool well off. there was a i get off the, she had a crazy on you snippet in there yeah that one yeah, she did like a whole melody for like mm-hmm. five minutes. Yeah. Um, after taste my after takes my life, there was a drum solo which sounded like this. And this is her brother. RJ. He likes to throw the drumsticks up in the air quite a bit. Um, but that was, I only caught the last 34 seconds of the uh, No, he was making me solo. giggle the whole show. He's hilarious. Because of his hair? or No, because, because of, of his drumsticks. Like, he kept throwing his drumstick, and he missed, like, the first two, and he finally caught one and flipped off, like, because <laughs> he was pissed off. Well, he came out in uh he came out on a matching, suit. yeah, in a matching outfit to his hair. So he had, like, neon green hair, and like a neon green shirt and like a sparkly suit on. And then he changed a couple of times um, throughout the deal, but um, real talented, really talented guy. And then um, they went into Back from the Dead. How long, how far do you think we were from the stage? Five deep? I don't know, because the guardrail sticks out a lot. Like, it's not super close to the stage. I felt we're pretty close to the stage, though. Maybe like the first ten rows, I don't give or take. Now, I know you don't like the logo, the Hailstorm logo, yeah. but it... If you if you watch the videos, oh, the light's cool. I yeah. just didn't like it on the merch. If you watch the videos on YouTube, you'll see it changes colors with every song that they do. Um, and then when they took it down in between Hailstorm, Hailstorm and Volbeat, it goes into this like rack. They took it down in four pieces. It was pretty cool how they did it. But I 
Yeah, she's just, I mean, that Back from the Dead's a, a, a pretty popular song. It's off their newest album. Yeah. I'm trying to see what else I've got. So um, I, I recorded that one and then. This is the steeple. This is the last song that they did. The one thing that I didn't, I, people have to stop doing this. I'm gonna turn this off. People have to stop fucking talking during a concert, okay? There was two ladies to, to our left. One of them was clearly drunk, but they were talking above her singing. And I'm sitting here like, shut the fuck up. You're here to listen to her, not talk to each other. And they were just talking and talking and talking for, I mean, 10, 15 minutes. They were just babbling on. I don't know what they were talking about. I just about. think people need to stop drinking so much. Like, I understand wanting to drink and have fun and, like, you know, getting, like, a little drunk and having fun. But if you're to the point where you're inebriated and people are like holding Like the guy at Nickelback up, that was to my left and was stumbling. just, like, you're not even having fun at that point. Like, you know what it's like to be that drunk. And you're not paying attention to anything. That lady was not even facing the crowd half the time. No, she was facing she the was guys behind. She was turned around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And falling over, and her friend I'm, had to keep her up. I'm still very upset that security didn't handle the situation. Like any other time you go to a concert and somebody's falling over, they get them out of there. There, you right. have like a one strike policy at most concerts, and there they're like, they're like, no, no, she's good, she's good. Like clearly, as she's drunk, and it just it pissed me off. Well, she did fall down. She did. And she was shoving the people in front of me. So they were on top of me. And then I was getting pushed into you. And as much as I love you, I don't want to be <laughs> up against your front. And I just was getting like, I don't get claustrophobic, but I just don't like. Well, the lady behind touched. me was pushing me into you as well because she was trying to take a video. And so she had her elbow resting on my shoulder taking this video. And I'm like, I kept moving my shoulder out of the way. Like, Bitch, get the fuck off of me. And there was the guy standing by her boyfriend was standing behind her. He was just letting her do whatever. And he was feeding her drink after drink after. So she was starting to get drunk. And then she's jumping up and down and her, her elbow is hitting my shoulder. I'm like, I was about ready to turn around and go, get control of your girlfriend. Seriously. Like she kept bumping into me. So I would move up then you would get pushed into me. It was just a very uncomfortable situation. Because I think everybody around us was having a little too much to drink. Yeah. But you were also in the middle of Gary, Indiana, so I don't expect a whole lot. Again, <laughs> you got to deal with the population. Well, <laughs> And it's also like a middle-aged crowd, so people can't hold their liquor like they used to. Plus, it's a casino, so people are out there Yeah, some people gambling were gambling and, stuff and drinking before they got before. there. Right. Yeah. So I'm sure they were... They were pre-gaming but this is a, this is wide range like i see this issue everywhere there was a girl before the show even started that like fell over because she was so drunk mm-hmm. she came back later in the show and looked fine so i don't know if she had like a condition or she just drank too much i don't know but she don't had know. to get carted away in a wheelchair and it's so common that this happens and it's just like how are you enjoying yourself if you're so inebriated to the point where you're not paying attention to the show anymore and you don't know what's going on around you well that's like people being on their phone not I'm not talking about like taking their phone out, making a video of what's going on on the stage. I'm talking about there's somebody there just on their phone doing other stuff. You're paying to be at this concert. Pay well, attention. That's what I'm saying. If you want to just listen to music and vibe and talk to people, go home and listen to music. You, you don't do need that. to spend 75 to to $100 on a ticket to 
be in everybody else's face and bother everybody else around you and cause trouble. Like nobody goes to a show wanting to, I guess there was somebody, um, because I knew, I knew somebody that was there from a previous concert and she had said that somebody got like, there was a fight in front of her or something and security yanked them out. I can't remember, but she said that it was pretty bad in the middle where she was. The night that we were there? Yeah. Yeah. So we heard the, we heard the commotion behind us, but I had no idea. Because you saw the cops run, the security people running behind us. No, they were in front of us. They went, like, to the front left of us towards the middle. Um, there was, like, four or five of them that went in there. Um, and I guess there was, like, a fight or something. And then somebody actually passed out in the middle, and they had to pick them up and carry them out. The guy, yeah. Um, so... From the drum solo, they went to back uh, back from the dead. I like it heavy, which was good. I am the fire, and then the steeple. They ended with the steeple. Um, so they did twelve songs, which mm-hmm. I thought was really good. Uh, they played for what would you say an hour? Yeah, probably a little over an hour, around an hour. Right around an hour. Usually seven to eight is about forty five minutes. So, I mean, you figure every song's about what three and a half minutes. Twelve songs. I mean, that's 42 minutes plus talking in between. I mean, they were on 45 to an hour easily. Um, that hot dog was so good. So then, <laughs> in, yeah, so so they get I'm done. I'm just like, I'm really pissed off at this point because of the way people were acting around me. So I'm off getting, going to the bathroom, just, you know, getting away from people for a second. Do you think, though, that, uh, and I, I see this every day outside of, going to concerts and we've gone to a lot of concerts this year and we're still going to a lot of concerts for the rest of the year. But the sense of entitlement that people have in basically everything, whether it's going to a restaurant, whether it's going to a store, whether it's just driving down the street, that has seemed to carry over into the concert venue world and people just do whatever the fuck they want to. Um, and everybody else be damned. And I don't, I don't understand it. You're not having the respect for the people around you that well, also had, paid to be there. We were at the Five Sauce concert on Wednesday, and um, Northerly Island is not very functional in terms of how they have things set up. It's a great venue, but it's just not very, it's not structured very well. So the way they had the pit set up, people had to funnel out of one exit in the entire pit. So there's give or take maybe like 300 people in the pit, like tops and they're all trying to funnel out of one spot okay it's like traffic right you have the one guy that's trying to go around everybody and you can't go anywhere so there's no point in trying to do that when you're all trying to go to the same place and these people behind us go oh yeah no i it's i'm gonna be fucking rude now and they started trying to shove ahead and i'm like where are you going like you're literally just going into the same crowd there's one place to go um, and another, before we were leaving, um, the, I think like the last song or second to last song, the people in front of us, the girl just started backing up cause they were going to leave. And she just was literally standing on me. Mm-hmm. Like her body was on top of me digging into me. And I'm just looking at Lexi. I'm like, I'm going to be a nice person. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do something. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to push her because any other time I would shove Mm. because that's my instinct (laughs) is to shove people off of me. And she was standing on top of me for like 30 seconds. And then she just shoved out of the way and didn't even say, excuse me. Didn't even say, sorry. Like if I'm shoving through a crowd, I'm going to say, sorry, 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 excuse me. Sorry. 
and like, you know, give people a little like tap so they know I'm coming. But this girl just full on backed up and walked out and expected people to move out of her way. Do you think there used to be concert uh, etiquette? And that's kind of I think of gone there is the concert etiquette, but etiquette, but the people who don't go to concerts as much, I don't think they understand that you have to be kind to the people around you for them to be kind back to you. And as long as you are actually being nice, people will usually reciprocate it. But there are people who are just straight assholes at every concert. The thing I always worry about is we feed all these people with alcohol, yes. right? And look, you're, you're there to have a good time. I get it. Drink what you want. You're an adult. Make a decision, right? Make a decision on how much you're going to have, when you're going to have it, what you're going to have, all of those things. I get it. It's free country. Do what you want. But all of these people are fed alcohol in large quantities, and then the show is over, and everybody gets in their car, and everybody drives home. That's the most concerning to me. Every concert that we go to, because even you don't at five know, seconds of summer, it was like that. You, you don't know what those people are going to do once they get on the road, which is why one of the reasons, and I know you don't like to leave, you know, one or two songs early, but aside from just getting out and getting out of the parking lot and getting out of traffic, that's one of the reasons I like to get the hell out of there because we are avoiding all of those people. And we don't have to deal with them trying to get out of a venue or on the road. We're ahead of those people. And so I don't ever have to deal with drunk people. But how do you how do you control that? How do you stop that? You don't. I don't think you do. I think the local cops are just more aware of it because there are usually a lot of cops around the area after the venue is releasing. So I think they are pretty cognizant of like, hey, there's a big concert going on or a big event somewhere close by, like we'll be out patrolling, but there's not really anything you can do. They don't do. really stop, like like in a baseball. They, did on, they like, did on Wednesday. They stopped serving? No, they, oh, I thought you meant like they were stopping No, people. like you go to a baseball game and they stop serving in the seventh inning or whatever to give people enough time to kind of soak No, up at concerts they, they usually do it like 30 minutes to close. So like 30 minutes until the concert's over. Yeah, it's not really a lot of time. I mean, if somebody's had... <laughs> Some people in this room, they have six or seven but white claws that going to a concert. That no, you weren't driving, me. though. Yeah, but, but you that weren't driving, even make, though. That doesn't make me drunk. That just makes me, like, deal with what's going on around me. But because I do get annoyed. that fortunate to no. have tolerance. No, you like know, I said, there's a lot of older beers people. And they'll be tipsy, yeah. and then they get in a car and all those kind of things. So those are one of the, that's that's one of the the things that I, I am concerned about when But that's the casino, the too, in general. How many people are going home just totally fucked up? From that casino. Well, that could be true. No, I mean. Just in in that specific venue in general, like, there's an entire casino attached. Like, people don't go to the casino and not drink. Some people do, but more more often than not, people are drinking. Yeah, I think we saw it more recently when we went to Nickelback. But you're right. I don't, think, people drinking. I don't think people stop serving. I don't know if, if they have. They were still serving when we walked out of there. I don't know if they have necessarily as strict of guidelines as they should because even when I was getting drinks. Because it is drinks, a casino. Well, no. So, like, when we were at Nickelback, right, they were supposed to give you wristbands for when you order drinks. The only time I got stopped to get carded was when I got my last shot. And she's like, oh, like, I bet the boss is going to love to hear how, like, nobody's getting wristbands. Like, they were not paying attention. So, I don't know if venues They asked me if I wanted one. I said no. I don't know if people are just not, um, like, they have 
as strict of guidelines. Like at a bar, they're supposed to stop you if they think you're being inebriated mm-hmm. or they're you're serving them a lot. Like they give you a cutoff, but I don't know if they do at these venues. I'm, them the liquor sales. I'm sure that people think um, that, let me, let me back that up. I'm sure venues like, or promoters like Live Nation or Hard Rock or whomever have every good intention of keeping people um, under a certain amount, right? And they want to make sure that the people that they're serving don't get Ideally, crazy. maybe, right? in theory. So I don't want to say that their intention is to plow these people with liquor at, at any cost. But I don't think they're necessarily going to let it stop either. But I think they're there to make money. Yes. And I don't think they're turning people away. The reality of it, I've right? never seen anybody get turned away from liquor, right. no matter how drunk they are. So regardless of what their intention is, right? Regardless of what their policy is, regardless of how good of a um, a, a partner they want to be with these bands and say, we're going to keep your fan base safe. I think at the end of the day, they're serving as much alcohol as they can because it's highly profitable. And they're not sharing that with the... Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't know if they're not sharing that. I don't think they're sharing it with the bands. But they're trying to make as much revenue as possible. And but it also causes trouble for, for like people performing, too, because they'll have to stop and be like, are we okay? Like, are we... Well, we so where okay? I was going with that is I remember before COVID, there used to be a lot more stringent guidelines when it came to alcohol at certain venues or certain concerts, right? I was barely 21 before COVID, so... I, what I'm saying is before then... It was it was a lot more strict, and they were keeping an eye on that more. And then they lost two years of revenue because of COVID. There was hardly any concerts. My thought process is, and they might not be doing this intentionally, but they're trying to make up for two years of lost revenue, and they're trying to serve as much alcohol as possible. I could be wrong. Completely could be wrong. But of all the venues that we go to, I don't see anybody being turned away. And I, I see a either. lot of fucking drunk people. And I see people like And it affects the concert. That, that's, yeah. that's my point. I'm not just, I'm not trying to go on a, like a, this little tangent about alcohol. I don't give a shit what people drink. I don't care what people alcohol do as is, long as they don't bother anybody. Alcohol is fun to drink sometimes, right? And and you feel loose and, and, and your inhibitions go away and you enjoy what you're Mine's doing. so I don't get pissed off, which is what I do when I'm sober. So if I have even just one drink, it gives me like that natural like, okay, mm-hmm. you're not going to get mad right. at every little it's thing. It's kind of like ones why some people smoke weed, right? Just to calm them down a little bit, to give them a little less anxiety when they're in places like that. Or they might vape or whatever it is. And I get that. And it's kind of a release or it's kind of a... And I didn't really drink at this concert either. I had a single drink because I was so thirsty. Because <laughs> I was so well, thirsty. You, and so you went and got... You went and got a couple of drinks, mm-hmm. and you got two hot dogs. They might have been the best hot dog Dude, I've had in a long time. Dude, that hit so hard. That that was probably one of my top ten, like, <laughs> going out and Shout eating Shout out to food place. service at Hard Rock Casino in Gary, it Indiana. Reminded, those, like, those hot dogs were fucking amazing. The only thing that tops it is when I was drunk at the Patriots game and had a Sky Dog. That is the only time that has. Yeah, that wasn't it. as good. That was. Uh, you might have been. But I was drunk, so you were it drunk was and delicious. hungry. Right. It was drunk delicious, and but I was hungry and not drunk, and that hot dog hit. But that had skyline different. chili on it, which is really not chili. It's like meat sauce. <laughs> but so. anyway, the hot dog was ten out of ten. I was so hungry. I was, was like, so I good. need to eat something because I'm so starving. Yeah. And they and people kept getting hot dogs in front of me, and I'm like, oh, hot dog does sound good. 
<laughs> so Volbeat comes on. Now, I said this is like this was like the third date in a row, right? Oh, I I forgot the funniest part. So when I went to the bathroom, I'm like steaming from how irritated I am mm. because people aren't moving out of the way. People are just being assholes. Like, and I this was is a really still, nice venue, I was by the still way. Really, it's a very up. nice place. Nice, nice uh, amenities. Everything. It's a really nice place. So I'm going to the bathroom. And I finally get in a stall and I'm just sitting there and I'm like trying to cool off. I'm texting Lexi about how irritated I am because I had sent her a video of that lady that was like falling over. Mm. And she's like, why didn't they take her out? And I'm like, I don't know. Um, and so I'm like trying to decompress and just like get my frustration out in the bathroom while I have a second to myself. And this lady's just singing, I miss the misery in the bathroom, just singing it. And I go, can I not just have a minute of reprieve of just not... <laughs> This lady's like full on singing it in the bathroom. I'm like, all right, that's enough for today. So let's let's go back to Hailstorm for a second. Mm. We always grade A, B, C, D, et cetera. What grade do you give them? 98. So an A. Yeah. An A. Solid A. I would give them an A as well. Um, again. I would like to see them in their own headliner. I think it would be even I better. agree. And have them do f- several more songs, more than 12, you know, 16, Like the 20, only, whatever. the song that got me on the Hailstorm was when you used to listen to, um, what was it? Uh, Blackbird? No, that's, that's at Alter Bridge. Um, that song that you used to always listen to. Um, Black Vultures. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I wish she would have performed that. They usually do. So I was kind of sad, but I'd love to see something like that live where she plays some of the older stuff too. Yeah, I'm trying to see what she did, what they didn't sing. I'm surprised they, well, yeah, Black Vultures was one of them. They didn't do Uncomfortable either. Mm. Now that I'm looking at that, that would have been another good song. Um, so an A, I would give them an A as well. Um, and then Volbeat comes on. Now, Volbeat is a Danish band. Um, and again, very, this is very European. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But they have a huge following. So if you do any research on Volbeat, you'll see they have a very, very loyal fan base. Um, I have to sneeze. Um, they actually had a lot of younger fans that I was surprised. Like, there's some people younger than me there. And I was very surprised by that. So I've, in doing all the, you know, the research for, what are they going to sing? You know, what songs are they going to perform? What kind of fan base do they have? Their their fans go to several concerts a year. So they'll go, like if they live in Chicago and they come to Chicago, they go to Chicago. They might go to St. Louis. They might drive out to Indiana. They might drive out to Iowa, they, whatever. They go all I over the country. I wonder if it's like a, these. if it's a big like overseas band thing. Because some people do that with like Bring Me the Horizon and like. So a lot of these European bands. Even, are, Even like Harry Styles, like people will go to huge over there. Like they'll go to multiple shows. I think it's like yeah. a. I don't know how often I'm going to be able to see them, so let's do it as much as we can. Mindset. So, given that this was the third day in a row that they performed, I was expecting their voices to be. Well, the lead singer was struggling. A little a, bit. That's kind of where I'm going with this. Is so. Lizzie Hale, you you wouldn't have known. Even if it was a back to back, I thought this was the third date in a row, but it could have been a back to back. But I thought it was a third day in a row. She didn't show any signs of her voice being cat. This know, was a Sunday too, by the way. Um, trashed at all, you know. It wasn't strained at all. It was it was spot on. But the lead singer of Volbeat said, point blank, he was like, "I'm struggling a little bit." 
you know. Yeah, he said it maybe five to the end. He started struggling a little bit. And he was like, you know, if you guys could help me out and sing every once right. in a while, you know. His name's Michael Polson, and um, I, I follow him on um, Instagram and TikTok. So he's been doing, he's been doing some some videos of, hey, we're in Canada, hey, we're in the United States, hey, we're here. And then he's like, and they're a big, they're into death metal a lot, and so they listen to that, and and you could tell some of their music is very much heavy. But not heavy like death it's metal. Like, it's it reminds just me of like industrial hair almost. metal, like you know, like back in like the eighties, like early Metallica, but, like but that very, kind of sound. But very hard though. It's not it. It's not hair band sound. No, at all. like like hair metal. So like early eighty, like eighties metal. You know, like not not like Kiss, like like Metallica and like Iron Maiden, like that kind of sound. Where it's, so, it's unique. So where he gets his death metal is from his roots. Back in 2000, um, he was in a band called Dominus. It, it is a death metal band. Um, but it says here, and I'm, I'm just on wiki, in 2000, Paulson became fed up with death metal music scene, causing Dominus to break up. In 2001, Paulson went on to form a new band with some friends and other Dominus members. This was the beginning of Volbeat. So they went from a death metal band to what they are now. Um, let's see what we got here. This is. So I didn't get the first song. Which was the devil's bleeding crown. I didn't get that on. On video, but I got this one. I just don't think they sound metal at all. <laughs> what do you think they sound like? I told you they sound like '80s metal, which isn't really classified as like modern day metal. Well, they, their first album came out in 2005. Um, the album was a huge success in Denmark, achieving a spot at number 18 in the charts. Critics were generally positive towards. Uh, their album, German Hard Rock Magazine Rock Hard, gave it a 10 out of 10 in review. Um, they generated a following because of their high praise for their live performances. Uh, their concert at Rock Roskilde, R-O-S-K-I-L-D-E Festival 2006, received a 6 out of 6 stars review in the Danish newspaper, BT. These guys travel all over Europe and go to these huge festivals and they play in, in front of 100,000 people. Uh, so when they come to America and they're playing in front of 2,500 people, it's probably not that big of a deal for them. But these guys are huge overseas. Yeah. It's always amazing to me when you listen to stuff on your phone or computer or whatever your, your 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 device is and you listen to different songs and you listen to them over and over and over again and then you see the band live for the first time you're like wow that i mean you realize how talented some of these guys are right like pick a band any band that we've seen and you can always judge a band based on how good their music is recorded versus how well they do live Sometimes the live version is 
atrocious, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> and then sometimes they they start, and you're like, this is really fucking good. Volbeat was that for me. Like, I had never seen them live. I didn't really know what to expect. I, I you know, I listened to them. Um, I've downloaded, you know, different songs of theirs since 2005 and listened to them sporadically. But I really enjoyed the entire performance. I mean, they played, let's see here, they played 12, 16 songs. So they did 12, then they did an encore for four more. Um, you wanted the state total still counting, mm-hmm. which was the fourth in the encore. Um, and I really like Becoming. That was that was the 12th song. But they did Devil's Bleeding Crown, Temple of a Coor, um, Seal the Deal, Lola Montez, Die to Live, Sad Man's Tongue, Shotgun Blues, A Warrior's Call, you should just listen to, uh, Black Rose, The Devil Rages On, Last Day Under the Sun, Becoming, and they did their encore, Fallen, Wait a Minute, My Girl, uh, Four, and then I'm, I'm going to spell this, E-V-I-G-T, and then Still Counting. Still Counting is a good song. I like that. But he did struggle. His voice did struggle after the third. And we've done podcasts, and Ryan and I have talked about this, saying there's too many there's too many dates. Like, we went to Nickelback, and we'll talk about it in our podcast when we do Nickelback. But Chad's voice was not was not as solid as it normally is because they they added 16 you know dates to their I think that's to their why tour. a lot of bands are starting to do second legs and going it to It makes more cities. sense to do that. Like, of course. Like you know they did um like the Trinity did three parts. Misery um, tour for Memphis Mayfire. What was it? Um I know nothing more is on their second leg now for Spirits. Papa Roach um, is doing another one with Shinedown. Yeah, they, they, I'm trying to think of the, Rockzilla had mm-hmm. two parts. Mm-hmm. And they, they try to go to the main cities, but also go to cities they didn't see in the first set. So we're fortunate enough to live in a big city where they typically do come. But there are a lot of times that these bands skip over our city. Mm-hmm. Because they haven't been to some. Well, they didn't areas. come to Chicago. We had to go to Gary, Indiana to, yeah. to see them. But um, which is not that big of a deal. It's like going to Tinley Park. You know? I think they. I thought they were they were coming closer to us, but they didn't have Hailstorm. I can't remember. There was a there was a band recently that they were coming to like Milwaukee or something, which was closer, and they didn't have a certain band with them, and we didn't go. Yeah. Well, that was. Um, that's kind of how we we book our stuff, right? Like we could have gone to X, but we went to Y because, like, we're going to like we might have gone to Davenport or something, or we might go to Moline because um, we could have gone to Milwaukee, which is closer, but they didn't have a, a a supporting band that we wanted to see. So it happens a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, we're going to Skillet because they have Theory of a Dead Man with them, right? So we were going to go to Theory of a Dead Man in Gary, Indiana, but it was the day after his different concert. I think it was after Alter Bridge or something like that. And so we had two concerts back-to-back, and that would have been rough. But um, So Volbeat did quite a few. Let's see here. What else do I have on here? Um, I've got, let's see. I think this is becoming... I mean, there's three guys with a guitar and a drummer. Come on, 
The drummer was amazing. You couldn't see him. Yeah, he had he so was, many. He, he had was so, many so pieces. good, though. So I have these up on our uh, Play It Loud TikTok. I put these together. Can, am I am I going crazy? Can you smell food? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, I think I'm going crazy. Maybe you're just hungry. It does pay to be tall. Because I'm... I mean, but I let me let no, me you're tell right. you. I do smell food. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty tall for a woman, okay. And on my way to the, my most recent concert, I said I'm putting out into the universe that there are, the tall people just don't come today <laughs> because I have just had such shit luck recently. Well, at this concert, there was a few people that were tall. In front well, of us. and that's also kind of what irritates me too. Is like if you know you're tall, don't stand in the dead fucking center. Like, just move off to the side a little bit so people who are shorter can go around you because you can see the areas where there's a bunch of short people. And, like, I try to be aware of the people behind me because even though I'm only 5'8", I'm still taller than a lot of people. Yeah. And so I try to navigate so people behind me can see and, like, I'm just trying to be aware of my surroundings. And there was a guy that was biased that was at least pushing, like, 6'7". Like, pretty fucking tall. He was with one of the, the drunk girl that was talking to the other drunk girls. And he's they're like oh like people were complaining behind him because they were in a good spot where they could see and they weren't like super in the crowd and he's like oh what do you want me to do crouch the entire time i'm like no but you could not fucking stand in front of all the people that were already there like they pushed in so it's like yeah. you know you're tall like don't make it hard for everybody else i know you can't help being tall but like you can't help where you stand one of the other things i wanted to mention about this venue is the lights are really, really good in this venue. Like, sometimes you go to a concert and you get blinded because the, the lights are right at eye level and they're trying to put this light show on. I think on I did get blinded once. And the you're show. just blinded. But they did a really good job. I mean, if you, I'm watching the video. Obviously, people can't see it at home, but I'm watching the video, which I have on TikTok. And the lights are really good. And it really accentuates what they were trying to do. I'm looking at this video. Um, between the set, they were taking down all the hailstorm stuff and putting up the Volbeat, and how they, you know, how they raise the banner or lower the banner, you know, with the with the band's name on the back, right? It's a big sheet, right? It has the yeah. has so it fell, so they had to lower the entire light structure down. You are that's when you were out getting hot dogs. Mm -hmm. They had to redo everything and then put it back up, so it actually delayed the start the start of the show. We didn't minutes. get back that late, though. We got back at, like, maybe midnight, if that. I got home pretty early that night. Yeah. Which I do like when bands aren't always super stacked, but it is nice to see multiple bands at once. Thing so even just having two was, like, pretty nice. The thing that impresses me about bands like this is there's so much Oh, we didn't work. even mention. So there was, um, there was a stand-in for their guitarist, their lead guitarist, um, because... Yeah, the guy on the left. Yeah, because for some reason they their guitarist the, yeah. couldn't. No. Or no, they kicked him they out. They kicked after, him out of the band. Okay. Right before the tour, 
at, right before the tour. And this guy had, what did he say? He had two weeks to yeah, learn every song. Yeah, two weeks song, to learn a whole entire set. Which was set. pretty impressive. And it's, it's pretty guitar heavy, their music. And you could see him just playing with ease. I forget, he was in, what was he in, Nine Inch Nails? Was that what the guy was in? I remember... He was in a band, a really popular band. He's in a current band. Yeah, I don't remember. Um, but he was a filler for them because they knew each other. Um, but I think he plays in some like metalcore band. I can't. Rem- I thought it was Nine Inch Nails, but it might no, not be. No. Um, but he was really good. He was really impressive. To listen to that that we just heard, all the guitar work, and learn all of that in sixteen songs that he had to learn, and a lot of them are like five plus minutes. Pretty impressive. Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm glad you mentioned that because what I was going to say is a lot of these European bands have a lot of guitar work. And then bands like Alter Bridge have a lot of guitar work. All of the bands that travel overseas to Europe, they have a lot of guitar work. And it's a lot to remember. You know, I was listening to, um, oh, who was I listening to the other day? Uh, Zach Bryant. uh, Zach? Zach Bryant? Is that right? Um, He's a country guy. I was like, how the fuck am I supposed to know? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> well, he was. I was listening to uh, a podcast the other day. Uh, let me just make sure I got that right. Uh, yeah, Zach Bryan, uh, singer, songwriter, country musician. So he was talking to uh, Joe Rogan the other day about the fact that sometimes you get up on stage and you forget words or you forget. Oh, but it's so funny when they own it, though. This. You know, like. I don't mean to keep bringing up five seconds of summer, but it's just the most recent concert I've been to. So it's in my brain. They're like a, they're like a pop rock band. Like they're, they're pretty Mm -hmm. guitar heavy, Mm -hmm. but the guys own that. They don't remember their lyrics half the time. Like they will have cue cards or like something to help. Nickelback has a monitor. When you're around for 10 plus years, like you can get lost because you know, a lot of times people write music for a time in their life. And when they're not in that time anymore, sometimes they don't remember because they don't, they don't, care to necessarily play songs from that time or whatever so when they play some of the older stuff and they resonate more with their new stuff they they kind of forget especially when they have so many songs (laughs) so we were there better part of what three hours probably oh probably a little more than that i don't know two bands really good show really good performance by both we had not seen either one of them um i love the venue it was the first time i was at the Hard Rock Casino venue, Hard Rock Live. Um, we've been to the Hard Rock Casino. My wife and I w- went to see Nickelback uh, at the Hard Rock Casino in Vegas uh, at the Joint, which is now the Virgin Hotel, and it's named something else completely ridiculous, but it was called the Joint. The Hard Rock does a lot of, um, they put a lot into their venues, and I really liked this venue. So I would give this, an, uh, I would give the venue an A. Absolutely. Absolutely an A. I mean, from, from the layout to the setup to everything, from from the food to where the merchandise is all laid out, um, to how you get in the venue. It was a little, I mean, for us it was great, but... <laughs> but like, I line, was but. in the middle of the casino the last time I was there in line, and mm-hmm. I didn't really like it because they have multiple people just... And people are in the casino trying to get through and get right. do their things at the casino, and there's a huge line, and, you know, it's just hard to navigate. So I don't really like that aspect of it. I wish it was a little <laughs> more clean cut, like maybe they had the line going outside or, like, something like that. Um, if the weather is permitting, obviously don't be outside in the middle of, like, a blizzard. But, you know, it just weather permitting, I wish they had it a little more organized because it would avoid issues like line cutting or not being in the right line or 
having the line right through the casino and then everybody's trying to get through and it just causes a lot of mess. One of the things I would say, if anyone is listening from the Hard Rock and Gary, you have $25 minimums on your craps tables. No one was at your craps tables. Change them to 15, do your 15 minimum, and you'll have a bunch of people playing. You have a captive audience with thousands of people coming to see these bands. If they know that they can play your tables for $15 minimums, you're going to have a lot of people playing at your tables. I walked by these tables. There was nobody at them. $25 minimum. They're not capturing these people, and they have a captive audience. And so, you know, it's kind of business 101. Like, if you if you put your product out there and nobody's buying it, it doesn't matter how good your product is. No one's buying it. So lower your limits. You'll get more customers. Um, same goes in Vegas. I mean, we say that about Vegas all the time when we go to some of these casinos, and the limits are really high. But I give the venue an A. Uh, I give... Hailstorm and A, which you gave him an A as well. Volbeat. A minus. I'd do B plus to A minus yeah. range. Just I mean, because, like, I don't know. It wasn't, like, my favorite show, but I had a lot of fun still. I think only because this was the they third, were really polished. third day in a row. They were, the, vo- the vocals were a little off, which is why the They were the really minus. polished, though. Like, they had a lot of fun performing. But they've been doing this a long time. And the crowd was right? super engaged, obviously, because most people were there for them. But they've been doing this 20, not even 20 years, 18 years, hmm. right? So since their first album, I mean, they, they've been together over 20 years, but their first album came out 18 years ago. So if you've been doing this 20 years, you're going to be comfortable with each other. Yeah. Now, after 20 years, they let their guitarist go. Well, why did they let the guitarist go? Well, you know, obviously bands do have issues from time to time, and they have to make changes. They did. I, I still say the guy that got in there and, and filled in amazing work for two weeks learning the songs, that had to be hell to try to get all that done in two weeks. But I give him an A. So yeah, you get it, a, a minus. It might have been less time yeah. than that, honestly. Um, but he's talented, so... Question I always ask is, and I'll ask it for both bands, Hailstorm, would you see him again? Yeah. Volbeat, would you see him again? I don't know. I wouldn't turn it down, but I don't know if I'd be like, yes, I need to go to the show. Like, would you go out of your way to see them? Probably not. Or if they're just in town with a band that you really want to see, you would go see them? Yeah. I mean, like I said, like, they were enjoyable, but I don't know if it was, like, a concert I'm like, yes. And I wasn't sure if I would go see them again. again either. And so I want, you know, sometimes I go to a concert. Like, I definitely see Hailstorm again. I want to see them at their right. full, and I like Hailstorm. full potential. You know, I want to see them there. Hailstorm is like one of those bands that I listen to quite a bit. Volbeat is kind of like that second or third tier where I listen to it sometimes. I listen to a song here, there. It's on a playlist, whatever. It's, a, it's not a band I can but listen it, to consistently. But it's not one that I go out of my way every day to listen to or every week. Um, but I do like them. And I wanted to see them, and that was why it was on my list of, of bands to see this year because it was coming close. You always want to say, hey, I was able to see that band live. Who knows? Again, we talk about this all the time. Who knows what tomorrow is going to bring? You don't know if that band's ever going to tour again, so I'm grateful for the opportunity to see them live. I think they did a great job. Would I see them again? Sure. Depends on who they're playing with, what venue they're in. But would I go see them alone? Probably not. Would I go see them with other bands? Probably. So, Maybe that's the maybe that's the test. So anything else? Thanks everybody. We'll see you next time.